0: we the best uh, around. Uh. We designated straight live every week. Designated homie, because we sticky heat. We designated street as Francis and Pete. Yeah. Talking Yankee baseball uh, for the streets. Uh, yup, we designated. Yup, we innovative. Yup, we designated. British time. Yup, know. we designated. Yup, we innovative. Yup, we designated. British, let's start the show. Yo! What is going on, NYY News TV faithful? It is I, the one, the only Simonetti, Pete Simonetti in the house. Unfortunately, I don't have my brother with me. Francis Lee is currently out of the country. He will be back soon. But guys, do we have... Some great stuff for you today. I am ready to chat. I am ready to have a good time. We got a lot of stuff to actually discuss and talk about that I, I I really want some time for us to discuss. Truly, because you know this is a this is a big story. This whole Juan Soto stuff and can it happen? Is it even believable, guys? I'm gonna go over all that. So two topics today that I am gonna be discussing. Two. Only two, and then we are off. That is it. The two main topics of discussion today are quite simple. Juan Soto, and I'm going to give the New York Yankees roster a rating. I am going to rate these guys and tell you where what I think they are from A, F to an A, okay? And I might throw some pluses in there, some negatives and all that fun stuff, but here's the deal, guys. In reality... Here's what I want to start off by saying when it comes to Juan Soto, because I already know what the majority of fans are going to say, and that is cute, that is nice, I understand it, I know what you guys are going to say, right? Pete, why even talk about it, because you know it's not going to happen, there's no reason to discuss it, it's not going to happen. Look, I'll sit here and tell you right now, do I think the Yankees have a chance of doing what I'm about to tell you guys that they should? go out there and do, there's a chance, yes, is it realistic with this ownership and what we already know, no, unfortunately, it's probably not, so, before you guys jump down my throat and go, Pete, it's not gonna happen, why waste time on it, well, one, I'm not wasting time because, guys, this is what we do here, this is Yankee news, if the Yankees are rumored to be interested in something, and by the way, I have confirmation By two sources, two sources telling me the Yankees are going to be interested in Juan Soto. One of them, I'm waiting to hear back from again, that is Hector Gomez. The other one is a very, very popular reporter who is now retired, but some of you guys probably know who I'm talking about. But he told me today, I truly believe, based off what I know, the New York Yankees will make a run at Juan Soto. He's just a generational talent that you don't really sit back on and not make this type of move or really go guns blazing for it. So there's a couple of things I'm going to address. Okay. I'm going to give you guys a comparison of a previous deal that is really, this this doesn't happen often, by the way, you don't see a guy like a Juan Soto traded often, right? It's not something that is common. It's not something that, we see happen in baseball every year. This, this is not a common thing. Juan Soto's only going to be 24 years old. Right now, he's 23. Two and a half years of control. These are the things that we know. Okay? These are the things we know. So, let's jump right into it. Here's what I'm going to give you guys. I'm going to give you guys my reasoning on why you should go get Juan Soto. How the Yankees can afford to get Juan Soto without giving up Anthony Volpe. I'm going to tell you how the Yankees can go out there, get Juan Soto, and also get Luis Castillo without giving up Anthony Volpe. Now, you're going to have to sit back and listen. I'll tell you this right now, guys. I am live, as you guys know. I am not reading the chat that much. I might see it every now and then. Super Chats, I will read because I get a notification. Other than that, I'm probably not going to pay as much attention as I normally do to the chat. It's on the screen. I see it. I may browse there. But I really want to focus on this conversation because, look, NYYST is going to be live later tonight at 830. They're going to discuss it too in their opinion They're going to do a roster-grade midseason, in their opinion, also, per player. They're also going to be live during our Home Run Derby, so you're going to want to tune into them, too. But right now, I want to have this discussion with you guys, the amazing fan base here at NYY News TV. If you're in here and you are not subscribed, go ahead and sub right now. I'm telling you, sub right now. This is the best network in the friggin' world. In the world, it is the best. I'm working on stuff. We're working on stuff behind the scenes. It's going to blow your guys' frigging heads off. You can't even imagine the type of stuff that we are currently working on. But let's get right into it. First, I want to start with this. I want to give you guys a little tease. Sit back and relax. Boom! It's Yankee Stadium, guys. Okay? There you go. Look look at where that ball landed. I'm going to do this one more time. We are live. Boom! Juan Soto. That's Yankee Stadium, guys. That's a bomb shot. Okay, that's a bomb shot. All right, that's the guy right there. All right, so let's bring him up on the screen. Let's cut right to it. Why should the Yankees go out there and get Juan Soto? Well, pretty simple. Generational talent, one of the best players in Major League Baseball. You guys can look at his numbers this year and go, ah, well, Pete, you know, this guy, you would expect the way we're talking. This guy's a 340 hitter, 330, this and that, blah, 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 blah. Juan Soto is a generational talent. There are not many players like Juan Soto in baseball. You could bring up a negative. He's not a great defender in the outfield. Fine. He's one of the best bats in Major League Baseball. He's extremely young. Yes, he's going to cost a lot of money. That is exactly why. It's going to be down to the teams who can financially make this type of move. Your Dodgers, your Yankees your uh, um, Red Sox, potentially, Uh, your Padres, your New York Mets, the big clubs out there, maybe the Chicago Cubs. I don't think so, but maybe. But I'm going to focus on our team, the New York Yankees here. And I'm also not going to talk about Aaron Judge at all. I'm not going to bring up the idea, do you not re-sign Judge if you bring Soto? I'm not going to talk about that. I cannot control that. I've been on the record of telling you guys they can have both of these guys. 50-plus million dollars if you get rid of Donaldson. It's coming off the books if you're able to get rid of him. And you can get rid of guys. This is not the first time. Yankee fans are the only fans in the world, by the way, that feels like if you got a player with a salary, you can't get another team to take the salary. Like, it never happens. This, this happens commonly. It's not some unheard-of thing. But let's jump into it. What is the Nationals, What are the Nationals doing? The Nationals went to Juan Soto and said, Hey, buddy, we want you... We want to keep you here for 15 years. We don't want to just keep you here for a year. We don't want to just pay you yearly. We want to offer you an insane amount of money. Now, people automatically jumped down Juan Soto's throat and said, well, what the hell is this guy looking for? Guys, by the way, hit that like button. Get those likes up. Let's get a lot of people in. I almost got 100 already. Thank you. A lot of people already sat back and go, oh my God, how can he how can he say no to this type of contract? Guys, it's very simple why he could say no. They gave you the basic reasons why. One, the big one, this is the biggest one. The Washington Nationals are going to sell. And I don't mean sell players. They're going to sell their team. They don't know who the next owner is going to be. That is very, very tough for a player to say, I am going to agree. I am going to go ahead and agree to a 15 year contract with a club, not knowing jack shit about what the future is going to look like. That is almost insane. I actually respect Juan Soto and his agency to basically sit there and go, well, that is actually one of the main reasons why we rejected. One of the AAV was low. They were trying to backload a ton of the money. Those are all legitimate reasons. But the biggest reason simply is we don't know who the owner is going to be. That is intelligent. I wouldn't want to sign that. Look, no, Juan Soto could get injured for the next two years and still sign a major contract. He could play a total of 120 games over the next two years And still sign a major, major contract somewhere. This man is going to make money. Now, of course, like Aaron Judge, he is going to bank on himself. He is going to bank on himself that, hey, look, if I turn down 440, I'm going to get that from some some other team because, look, I know how good I am. I know how good I am. Now, why would the Nationals deal him? Of course, look, when you throw that much money at somebody, they say no, no. You don't know what your future is either. You move them. It makes the most sense to move them. Here's the thing where fans really get confused, I believe. Now, can I be totally wrong? Of course. I could be 100% wrong. I think fans are very, very confused about what it is going to take to land Juan Soto. I truly believe fans think any team that goes to the Nationals and go, we're interested. The Nationals are going to go to Baseball America and go, huh, interesting. Um, Yeah, so if you want soda, you got to give us your one, two, three, four, seven, and eight, and then we'll have a deal. Guys, that's not the case. Couple of reasons why. One, Juan Soto is going to get a major contract, and that other team is going to be financially responsible for that contract coming soon. Look, Two and a half years is cute. He won't be a free agent until 2025. So you got two and a half years if you trade for him at this deadline. That is nice. That's not bad at all. That is not bad at all. That's actually pretty good. Got a super chat. Uh, Ruben, I'll get to you shortly. Matter of fact, let me read it right now. Soto rates poorly defensively on baseball savant in 2022. But if you look at his previous years, he was in the top 90% of defensive outfields in OAA. Uh, effort can be a big reason for the dip in defense and sprint. I agree with that. That is, I 100% agree with that. Effort means a lot. And when you're on a bad club, look, it could really drag on you and beat you up, especially when you don't know what your future is. So getting back to what I was saying, it's going to be a limited teams that are going to do it. There's one trade, I believe, that you can look back on and go, "This this is, you could compare these two. That is going back to the 2007 offseason when the Detroit Tigers traded for Dontre Willis and Miguel Cabrera. Miguel Cabrera at the time was 24 years old, basically the same age as Juan Soto was. Juan Soto right now is 23. Miguel Cabrera was 24. Now, I know what everybody's going to sit there and say, well, Pete, money is very different. The game is very different. True. But prospects are the same. Prospects are the same. What they gave up that year, let me tell you this. And remember, Dontrell Willis was added in that deal. He was, most people knew Dontro Willis and not Miguel Cabrera. Dontro Willis at that time, he had a really, really bad year in 07, I believe it was. A five-something ERA. Years before that, he was very good. He was becoming a good pitcher, a lot of people thought, even at that time, he would still become an ace. He would still become one of the better pitchers in Major League Baseball. Obviously, that never happened. But at the time, it was smart on that deal. So they got a starting pitcher in Dontre Willis, and they got Miguel Cabrera to come over. Here's the deal, okay? They got got six guys in this deal. I'm going to tell you what Baseball Cube had them rated in 2007 before they were traded on... Their prospect list: Cameron Maben was the number one prospect for the Detroit Tigers. He was traded. Andrew Miller was the number two prospect in the Tiger system. He was traded. The number six prospect, Frankie Dela Cruz, was in the deal. The number eighteen prospect, Mike Rabello, was in the deal, and the number twenty-two prospect, Burke Badenhop, was in the deal. And there was another guy who was a career minor leaguer, never went anywhere. But listen to this again. Mabin, number one prospect, number two prospect, 6, 18, and 22. Listen to me again. 1, 2, 6, 18, and 22. Yes, I'm going to tell you right now, baseball is different. Prospects are even more valuable today than they were in 07, okay? Let me throw a little wrench into this. The other difference for this type of deal to potentially happen is the Washington Nationals are not a broke organization. The Washington Nationals are a team that sat there and said, hey, look, we'll give you a $440 million deal. Before that, we'll give you a 350. We seen them go out there and said, hey, look, Scherzer, we like you. We'll try to keep you. Couldn't do it. But Patrick Corbin, come on in. We'll make you one of the top paid pitchers in baseball. Hey, Steven Strasburg, we'll make you one of the the, 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 the the most well-paid pitchers in Major League Baseball. This is a team that is not scared of money. And any owner that comes in, yes, they can change that. They say, look, we're reducing payroll. But Nationals are a good franchise. You know what I mean? They have the, the possibility still. Young guys, Cade Cavelli coming up. They got a couple of other young guys coming up. That they could sit there and go, you know what? But we can still compete in two years. We can still potentially make moves in two years. We can still do this. We can still potentially get rid of Soto, add to our team, and get better. Here's what I got to tell you guys. I would not be shocked if the Yankees can build a deal. Listen to me now. Before you go crazy and... Before you sit there and go, this is impossible, please listen to me. The Yankees can build a deal centered around Jason Dominguez and ready for this? Glaber Torres. Now, I know some of you are probably sitting there saying, Pete, why? The Nationals don't need a shed salary. The Nationals aren't out there saying we need to get rid of all this money. That's not on record. We do not know that. But if the Yankees say, hey, look, Nats, Anthony Volpe is off the table. We believe this kid is our future starter at shortstop. We believe he's there. Let's talk about a different deal here. Here's what we're going to talk about. You have two and a half years. We will be getting two and a half years of Juan Soto. Okay? Okay. The original part of this deal is we want to give you a bat who is having a fantastic season. Really bouncing back and for your team could immediately slot in to Juan Soto's spot. And you guys can also lock him in long term. You got the money to say, hey, Glaber, come on over. Let's see how you do. You might like it here. Let's lock this kid in long term now. Glaber's having a phenomenally Good season, bounce back. OPS is high. I don't got the numbers right in front of me. OPS is high. Plays very good defense at second base. It could, I like the idea and the sound of that. On top of that, here's what we're going to give you Jason Dominguez, who everybody already knows how good Jason Dominguez could be. And he's already in high A, he's not far away from your team. Ken Waldachuk one of the Yankees' top starting pitching prospects, Trey Sweeney, and maybe you add in a lower-level guy. That's Glaber Torres, Jason Dominguez, Ken Waldichuk, Sweeney, and a lower-level guy, maybe... Hell, if they even said, look, give us Wells, I'd give Wells for him. I'd give all that for Juan Soto. I would give all that for Juan Soto. That way, you're still holding on to Peraza and Volpe. Now, if they demanded... If they demanded and said, look, if you give us Torres, we need Torres, Dominguez, and Peraza, and you could take out Sweeney and leave Wilder in there and you got a deal. I'm, I'm signing that deal still. I am still doing that deal. Torres, Peraza, Dominguez, and Wilder I do that deal tomorrow. If they didn't want Peraza and go with my original deal, Torres, Dominguez, Wilder Sweeney, And another prospect, whether it's high or low, I'm okay with doing that. The Nationals could very well be willing to make that type of deal. That is nowhere near out of the realm of possibility. You are not talking to a poverty franchise here. That's the thing I think people really need to understand is you are not discussing a trade with a poverty franchise that has no money. That's not the case with the Washington Nationals. That's not the case at all. Remember the deal for Miguel Cabrera? They also got a starting pitcher. They also want a starting they also got a starting pitcher. Mabin Miller. Here's the prospect numbers: 12618 and 22. You might be sitting there saying, "Pete, you're just like this guy too much." So look, Torres, Dominguez, Wilde, Chuck Sweeney, another low-level guy. Peraza, Flo, Medina for Castillo. You have just added two of the top talents in baseball. You have given your team every opportunity to win a World Series. Everson Pierre could go in that deal too. Look, if you're ever gonna gut a system, if you are ever gonna gut a system and try to hold on to your top prospect, but get creative... Now is the time. I don't know how much I'm going to repeat this until the end of the year. Now is the time to go get that. Now is the time to go get that. And for the people that's talking about, oh, but what about Aaron Judge? Shut up. I got to be honest. Shut up about the Aaron Judge stuff. This is not a poverty franchise. Don't give me the bullshit that the Yankees get. Look, they got 50 million coming off the books. If you ever add Donaldson in there, that's $75 million. And don't sit back and tell me, look, it's impossible to trade him for one year. No, it's not. Even if you could save half of Donaldson's contract, $12.5 million, you still got 60-something million. 60-something million dollars. Remember, Judge is getting paid, what, $20 this year? $19? Got a super chat by L.A. Yanking. He says, pass not playing Donaldson every day. I would need Nets. Top two prospects if I'm playing Josh Donaldson every day. I need Cole Cavelli. For what? What, what? what? You're not going to get Soto and, and multiple prospects from the Nationals. But look, you guys are also talking about, oh, you're going to play Donaldson at third base. W- w- no, you don't have to play Donaldson at third base every day. You don't have to play Donaldson at third base every day. I've watched a couple of games this year where Matt Carpenter looked fantastic at third base. On and off. On and off. Anybody, thank you, Rick. Thank you, Rick. Anybody who is just assuming that the Nationals have to get Volpe or any team's top elite number one prospect, I'm sorry, but you're out your mind. The Washington Nationals have also came out and said, we're going to trade them. There's no leverage. You guys are sitting there talking about teams got to give up everything. They don't have to. Why? You can't pay for them. Guys, think. Think. Hey, we want Volpe. Now we're out. The deal I'm offering you is a fantastic deal. I think that's the best that you're going to get. I'll sit back. What is it? Jason Dominguez is chopped liver? Ken Wilderchuk is top liver? Sweeney is chopped liver? Glaber Torres is chopped liver? Out of that deal, they can have two guys automatically impact their major league roster. To sit there and believe... To sit there and believe that teams are the ones with their back against the wall is nuts. You're not. The teams looking to trade for Soto, their backs are not against the wall. The Nationals are. The Nationals have to move Soto. The Yankees, the Dodgers, the Mets, the Cubs, the Red Sox, any large market team, the Padres, they don't have to trade for Soto. They don't have to. They want to. They do not have to trade for Soto. And honestly, guys, too. Most teams aren't going to accept bringing in Corbin and a bunch of salary to add Soto also. They're not going to do that. Most teams aren't going to do that. Most teams are not going to do that at all. Doesn't make sense. They're not going to add all a salary for a starting pitcher while giving up more. If you're going to add the salary, you better give up a lot less. I don't see the Yankees doing that. Super chat from Li Yankees is not playing carp at third base every day. Still pass on the deal. Then you don't want to win baseball games. Then you don't want to win games. If your reason, let me tell you how little you know about baseball in that situation. If your reason to not trade for one of the best young players in Major League Baseball is... Because we're not 100% certain who's playing third base. When you got two guys that can do it, you may not like Josh Donaldson, but he's played terrific at third defensively. Give him a break every now and then. Josh Donaldson can handle third base. That's not a problem. That's not a problem. Is anybody, tr- anybody really in here can sit here and say, we get Soto, I don't want that deal because Josh Donaldson's going to play third base every day. You're dumb. I, I got to keep it on. Baseball mind... Baseball terms? You're dumb. You're very short-sighted. Because either you just really dislike Donaldson, you're not being honest. Josh Donaldson has played a very good third base defensively. It's not a. This hasn't been his problem. Donaldson's problem is he looks old offensively. DJ LeMay, who can also play third base. The Yankees can pencil in enough where they're fine. That won't be an issue whatsoever. And of course, in this whole thing, you move Gallo to wherever for whatever. You just dump him, get rid of him. But for the people sitting here saying, you can't do this, look, Peraza, Flow, and Medina for Castillo, that doesn't stop a deal. That doesn't stop a, a, a Soto deal. Torres immediately gives the Nationals a middle of the impact bat that they could easily re sign if they want. They can easily work something early on with a Glaber Torres. And while letting their fan base know, hey, look, guys, there was no way of us trading for Juan Soto. There was no way. There was no way of us bringing back Juan Soto. But what we could do is re-sign Gleber Torres, who, look, he pencils in as a middle-of-the-order bat for us immediately while playing very good second base. And... They both got two and a half years of control. We still got two and a half years to sign this guy. So we can even give him time. L.I. Yanking with the Super Chat says, I do it if we switch out Peraza for Torres. I forgot he's in love with Glaber. That's what's fogging your mind up. That's what's fogging your mind up. But look, every deal got to hurt, guys. But I refuse to listen to the people that just simply say, that. well, then they got to get rid of Volpe, don't they? No. They do not. Look at all the deals in the past. Not many deals has anybody ever said, hey, we'll give you one, two, three, five, and six. That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen often. And if anybody missed, if anybody missed me talking early on, before I discussed anything further, I said it flat out. Do I expect the Yankees to do this? I said no because I do not have the confidence in the front office to pull over something, to pull off something this big this quickly. I do not have the confidence in the front office to do something this big this quickly. I just don't. I don't see them having the gall, to be honest, to pull off something this big right now. I don't see them doing it. Got a super chat from my man, Chris Hogan. What's going on, bro? He says, love this channel. Haven't been around much with work and all, but I still try to support you guys. Any chance I get, keep up the good work, boys. My man, thank you so much. And everybody wondering, Francis Lee is on vacation. That's why he's not in this designated spitters right now. But guys, uh, again, for anybody sitting there just saying it can't happen, yes, it can It could very well happen. And I tell you what, if the Yankees want to drag their balls all over MLB, if they want to drag all their nuts all over MLB and go, the big boys, the big empire is back. You want to talk the evil empire? This is how you do it. This is how you get it done right here. Guys, before I move on to the next one and talking about Dragon balls, I'm just going to play this one more time. Juan Soto, I believe, has three or four home runs at Yankee Stadium. One is to right center field. The majority of them is to left center and left field. You guys have heard me talk a lot. I always talk about lefties with power the other way are a beast in Yankee Stadium. Juan Soto would be an animal for the New York Yankees. I mean an absolute animal this is something you do and look being a GM is all about getting creative being a GM is all about being creative it's about being more creative than the other guy that makes the deal it's all about that and for the people I've seen people on Twitter say no you cannot give up Dominguez for him are you nuts if Dominguez is three-fourth the player that Juan Soto is we are lucky. We would absolutely be lucky. We would be lucky. We would be lucky. And that's likely not the case. L.I. Yankee King with the super chat says My Soto deal is Soto for Dominguez, Wells, Chuck, Westnesky and Garcia. My man is very offended that I'm giving up his boy Torres. He's very upset, by the way, guys. Anyway, with that being said, guys, we are going to move on to a great little time here. But before we do that, I got to tell you guys about our sponsor. That is Manscaped. Gentlemen, all men strive for gold in their life, right? Gold medals, gold watches, gold everything. However, there is a certain type of man who goes the extra mile. He walks the confidence of an eagle and giggles in the face of danger. He's a big hairless winning machine. And when he unzips his pants, he sees... Platinum. That's right. Manscaped would like to introduce to you their best and biggest ultimate hygiene bundle yet—the Platinum Package 4.0. Manscaped is a leader in below-the-ways grooming. Now trust them with the whole shebang. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to Manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping using code Spitters20. Spitters20. S P I T T A Z two zero. Get that today. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Moving on to grading the New York Yankees. This is going to be fun. And I'll be honest, I am not going to spend much time on this. I'm going to go right down the list. Pitching to offense. Here we go. Albert Abreu. For the New York Yankees, believe it or not, he's been an A. He's been an A. Looking at his numbers with the Yankees, the walks have not been an issue here in New York. Thank you, Matt Blake. Pitching under a 1 ERA in a little over 10 innings. He's been absolutely fantastic. Araldis Chapman, an F. Lost his job as a closer. And really, you kind of get concerned every time you bring him in, in any type of role. Garrett Cole, a B plus. Garrett Cole has had his performances where we scream, we get upset. But overall, he's been very good. He just beat up the Boston Red Sox. We know that. Uh, of course, pitching in Fenway, we don't know yet. We have we don't have the evidence of him doing that. But I tell you what, as an overall whole, Garrett Cole has been very, very good. Do we still have to wait and see what he does in the postseason? If he can lead this team? Yeah. Why not? Why not? Of course we got to wait today. There's nothing wrong with that. Nesta Cortez, he gets an A. And I tell you why I give Nesta Cortez an A. He struggled as of late a little bit. Bounced back here recently. I didn't expect anything from Nesta Cortez. So I would be a hypocrite to give him anything else than an A. Clay Holmes, he's the closer of the team now. He's an A. Michael King is a B plus. John Loisega, to be honest, he's a D. If not an F. John Loisega was so important to the New York Yankees heading into the season where the majority of us all believed he would be the closer of the team. And as of right now, that ain't the case. We know that's not the case. So, Johnny Lowe, unfortunately, you're great as has, has got to go, man. You're, you're, you're an, a you're in D or an F. I'll be nice and say a D. Lucas Litke, a C. Jordan Montgomery's been a B plus. Jordan Montgomery's been a B plus. I always say this about Jordan Montgomery. Somehow, if you just watch him and you don't see his numbers, if somebody came to you and was like, yeah, he's like a 425 ERA, you'd be like, oh, yeah, I know he is. He got to be. Because he's just such a boring watch. I don't care what anybody says. Maybe it's just me. I think Jordan Montgomery is the most boring pitcher on the Yankees to watch. He takes forever to throw the ball. But let me tell you what. He's having a very, very good season. Wandy Peralta gets a B in my opinion. Jamison Tyone, I give a C. Um. Not much else to say about Tyone. I, I give Jamison Tyone a C. Has he been terrible? No. Has he been fantastic? No. Last outing was good. He's pitching to a 3.86 ERA. I'll even be nice. I'll bump him up to a C plus. Kyle Higashioka. He's a D. He does his thing. I don't expect much from. Him. Jose Trevino is an A. If anybody gives Jose Trevino anything less than an A, you are batshit crazy. You are absolutely batshit crazy. Absolutely batshit crazy. Seriously. Trevino's an A. Josh Donaldson's a D. Josh Donaldson's a D. Defense, I'll give him, you know why he's not an F? D for defense. His defense is always sound. His defense is very good. Every now and then he make a tough play, it happens. Third base is not an easy position. But Josh Donaldson is very good defensively as a third baseman. Marwin Gonzalez gets a B minus. I think he's been very solid for the Yankees. Here's the interesting one Isaiah Kiner Falefa. He gets a C minus. Let me tell you why I give him a C minus. I was promised that IKF I was promised that IKF is the greatest fielder in the history of the planet. We will know that at least every single ball will be fielded and it won't be an issue with IKF. But I think IKF on the defense side has been absolutely horrendous. Anytime the ball is hit to IKF, you hold your breath. Not just because he he might bobble the ball, but the throw. You're talking about gotta be one of the weakest throwing arms in any infield. C-minus, easy. If IKF could have fielded the ball, if he was a better fielder, he'd get a B-minus from me. He would get a B-minus from me if he could field the ball. IKF is gonna cost the Yankees a big game in the postseason. If he's still the shortstop, IKF will cost the Yankees a big game and a big moment in the postseason. Mark it down. Mark it down. If it's anything to do with pressure, there's no bigger points than in the postseason. This guy gets the ball. He does this sidearm and you have no idea where it goes. Alexander Gordon, I, I haven't been looking at the chat. I'm seeing your comment right now. Tim Anderson has more errors than him. Give me Tim Anderson. Give me the errors and give me his batting average. Tim Anderson is a 12 times better player than IKF. It's not even close. You can't too. got Gotta be out your mind. You can't compare those two guys. not even close. Tim Anderson can have double the amount of errors. He's going to win you more games with his bat. It's not even close. Not even close. IKF is a C-. minus. DJ LeMayu is a B flat. Flat B. Here's a guy who gets a lot of crap because he's not hitting 320. Let me tell you guys something right now. And I'll pull it up just to confirm, but I talked about this on Game Season Live multiple times. All I need is DJ to hit above 280. Right now, he's hitting 279. His OPS is almost 800. Does anybody understand? His on-base percentage is 383. Are you guys losing your mind? DJ LeMayu has been fantastic this year. Yes, it doesn't look like it because the average is low. We know him as the average guy. But DJ LeMayu across the board is actually having a phenomenal season. I give him a B because I there was a there's a long stretch there where he was very mediocre. And you would watch it and go, damn, he's hitting 258? 256? That that I can't do. But I've been saying it for weeks now. I think LeMayu's gonna get hot and hit above 280 at least. And he's right there now at the deadline. Last couple of games he really looks like DJ LeMayu of old. But I give him a B. He's been much better. Much better. Than what people think. Way better than what people think to be honest. See if I could go back here. Next on the list. Is Anthony Rizzo. I give Anthony Rizzo a B plus. I give him a B plus. Look he feels his position. Average is a little lower. We know that. Anthony Rizzo is going to hit more than 32 homers this year. His career high. I don't think anybody expected that. I didn't. I, I thought maybe 25-30 tops. This guy might hit 40. He might hit 40 homers for the Yankees if he gets hot. Very well could. Gleyber Torres, a B plus, a B plus. He has been very good in the, in the infield. His bat has come back to life. He's much quicker with the bat, much more impact on the ball. And honestly, he has been a much, much better ball player. I give him a B plus. Joey Gallo gets an F. Do we even have to discuss it? I think Gallo has hit his last homer with the Yankees. Last game with the Yankees. I got a feeling Gallo's going to go sooner than we expect. Aaron Hicks, believe it or not, I give him a C+. Believe it or not, I give Aaron Hicks a C+. The Yankees recognized early on, thankfully, that Aaron Hicks is no longer a center fielder. They recognized very quickly that he is not a center fielder at all. I'm happy they recognized that. They sat there and said, "He's not a center fielder. Aaron Judge is a much better player in center field. Leave him there." But this guy is not a center fielder. We got to move on from him. And I tell you what about Aaron Hicks. Aaron Hicks has stayed in there, took a beating, and I'll be honest. And Because I always tell you guys, I'm very honest. If I'm wrong, I tell you, and I'm very honest. Aaron Hicks has gotten better as the season has gone on, and that's a good thing. Sometimes you need that repetition back. But I tell you what, he's starting to sting the ball more now. He's starting to hit the ball a lot harder. He's not doing those regular routine pop-outs. He's starting to hit the ball with more authority. And he's still drawing his walks. And he could go from first to third. He could go from, from second to home. He's been much better as of late. So I give him a C+. I think Hicks has done a pretty fine job this year overall. Aaron Judge, A+. Aaron Judge is an A+. He has just been... There's nothing much I can say about Aaron Judge. He's been phenomenal. He's probably going to hit more than 52 bombs this year. As a matter of fact, he's 20 homers away from breaking his own record of 52 in his rookie year. He's going to break that this year. And look, to me, there's nothing more amazing than somebody banking on themselves. And Aaron Judge has banked on himself. He has completely banked on himself, and it's worked. He's been unbelievable for this team. He's a great center fielder. And, of course, the leader of this team— the power threat of this team, the RBI machine of this team, Aaron Judge is the guy, no doubt about it. Even if Soto came, Aaron Judge is the guy. Matt Carpenter. If you give Matt Carpenter anything but an A+, again, you're out your mind. Matt Carpenter may be the greatest in-season find of a free agent, of a guy released, or exits out of his deal and goes right to the major leagues. He might be the greatest find of all time in a season. I would love to know the other guys that went signed directly to the major leagues and put up numbers like this guy's putting up. I don't think you're going to find one. I don't think you're going to find one. I tell you what, Matt Carpenter over the last couple of games is now getting plays every day. He could play the outfield, right or left. Not as great. He plays a really solid third base, believe it or not, and a pretty good first. Matt Carpenter is extremely valuable because he's not a liability. You don't put him in and hold your breath. He's not a liability. He's very, very good. He's an average to above average defender. He's not a guy out there that you say, you know what? We're taking a hit putting him out there today. You're not feeling that way with Matt Carpenter. And his bat, what else can you say about his bat? I mean, it's just stupid. He's an A+. Giancarlo Stanton, I give a B. I give him a B. He got hurt for a little bit of time, but he's been really good. He's been really good. I, I... There's just not enough consistency all year so far for me to give him anything higher than that. But he's been really, really good. But Overall, for the Yankees, they get an A. I mean, Aaron Boone gets an A. Matt Blake gets an A. Louis Rojas gets an A. The coaching staff in general gets an A. Dylan Lawson gets an A. The New York Yankees as a ball club gets an A from me. They have been that good. They have been absolutely terrific. They have been absolutely terrific. And Rick, uh, my man Ricky says, Rick says, I prefer the Yankees keep Perea, uh, Everson Piera, and Trey Dominguez. You know what? I'm right there with you, actually. Everson Pierre is one of my favorite Yankee prospects. I would do that, too. I would do that, too. I think that kid's going to be an absolute animal. Great body. Great build for the outfield, great power, good speed, good glove, good arm. He has a lot of what it takes to be a phenomenal Major League outfielder. But overall, guys, that's the main things I wanted to discuss today. Again, unfortunately, my brother Francis Lee is not here with me today. He is out there wandering the Middle East somewhere right now. He will be back uh, this weekend um, coming up. Matter of fact, it should be the next time we do designated spitters, but we won't be doing that because we as a team will be in Somerset. We're going to be watching the Patriots play as a team. So we are very, very happy. Johnny Amante says, Pete, have you heard anything? I was told today by two people that the Yankees are going to seriously pursue Juan Soto. Now, that is a lot of what everybody else is saying. But look, I only could report on what I'm told also, and I was told that today by two people that expect the Yankees to make a push for Juan Soto. We'll see if it happens. But with that being said, guys, Designated Spitters is a wrap. Remember, go to iTunes. If you want to listen on iTunes, go there. Leave a five-star review. Leave a five-star review on iTunes for all of Team NYY News TV. Yankees, do me a favor. I got to play this one more time. Boom! Go get this, man. Go get Juan Soto. Do me a favor and go frigging get Juan Soto. It's that simple. Go get Soto. Go get Soto. This is a -a once-in-a-lifetime talent. Dominican, best player in baseball in New York. Forget about it. Can you? Guys, that lineup. Go get Soto, man. With that being said, guys, I'm going to say it for Francis. You guys already know. I don't say it as good as him, but you guys already know. The next episode is indeed the best episode. Yes, Johnny, is indeed the best episode. And you guys also know we will never come whack on a designated Spitters track. Quick reminder, NYY News TV, 8.30 tonight, the NYYST ST podcast will be live right here on NYY News TV, 8.30. I want you guys in that chat. I'll be in that chat with you all, listening to the NYY ST guys break down Juan Soto stuff, break down the Home Run Derby, call the Home Run Derby, and then also give their midseason grades to all the Yankee players. Can't wait to watch that podcast. Can't wait to hear the fellas chat about it. For everybody that joined me today, thank you so much for hitting that like button. Thank you so much for subscribing to NYY News TV. We're already over 9,200. Once we get to 10K, you guys know memberships are coming. Memberships are coming. I'm muted? With that being said, guys, until next time, Adios. Talk to you guys later. Peace.